Hi, UW families. Welcome to the final episode of the second season of the Husky Huddle Up podcast. Jenna and I are really excited to huddle up with uh, Emily Colby, who is the new director of first year engagement here at the University of Washington, as well as Chloe Giselle, who is our student coordinator um, of uh, remote logistics. Um, and, you know, not only is this the final episode of the second season, this is also my final episode as I am leaving the University of Washington and making my way over um, to Southern California, um, where I will be uh, making the move to, to San Diego. Um, and so, you know, over the past month, I've actually had the, the pleasure of working with Emily, who, um, who was hired in, in, in our position um, to really get her onboarded and trained um, and ready to go with um, her new venture here at the University of Washington. Emily, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Carlos. I'm absolutely honored to be here and honored to be moving into your role and just having this unique experience of getting to work with you for the past month. Um, and now sad that you'll be departing. And I guess that's the nature of our position right now. But thank you and excited to be here with you. That's very, very true. I'm, I'm very excited to be, to be, have been able to work with you as well. And Chloe, welcome to the, to the podcast cast as well. You've, you've been a part of these podcasts throughout the, the past season. Um, and so we're excited to also have you on the other side of the microphone, on the other side of the computer, um, to be here with us as well. Thank you. I think this time it's more different because now it's all of us. Normally, like with the student perspective, like, yeah, but behind the microphone, but now it's like, the real deal. Yeah. It's true. It's She's true. She's ready. She's ready. She's ready. Yeah. <laughs> well, Emily, I, I wanted to, you know, we wanted to give you an opportunity to, to give you, uh, you know, a little bit of a chance to, to introduce yourself as well. What's your, what's your story? What's your background um, as you join us here um, with the Husky family? Thank you so much for asking. Um, so I am originally from Massachusetts. Um, oh, so Emily Colby is my name. I use she, her pronouns. I was born and raised in Attleboro, Massachusetts, which is um, about 45 minutes south of Boston, as this is actually my very first podcast. Um, and even though I say I'm from Massachusetts, I'm a little bit sad I don't have that Boston accent. If I go home and I visit my family, um, they all have it. But for some reason, when I moved out to the Pacific Northwest, I lost whatever accent I had. My grandfather used to say, oh, Emily, you have a Pacific Northwest accent. I don't think that's a thing. Um, but I'll always remember that. Um, but growing up, my mother was an elementary school teacher. My dad taught um, community college, so he was an adjunct music instructor at the Community College of Rhode Island. And then he most recently taught at Wheaton College in Massachusetts, music history and theory, and then retired a couple of years ago. And so when thinking about why higher education, um, why moving into this space, I just have a lot of very fond, very um, formative memories of being with my dad on campus, you know, sitting in the back of his classrooms and, and coloring. Um, and then, let's see, I went away to college. I went very far, uh, 3,000 miles to the University of Puget Sound. Um, and I often get a lot of questions about 
why did you go that far? Um, how did you do it? Um, but my older sister, I have a sister who's three years older, and she went to college in California and then put me on all the mailing lists up and down <laughs> the West Coast. Very so, smart. Right? I know. And so I'm really thrilled that, you know, for my family, they were okay with me going that far. And I think it was sort of this, okay, we're going to do this. Um, and then I set foot on campus at the University of Puget Sound and, and didn't know anyone else. Um, and so one of the reasons that I'm really excited to be in this role and working with first year students, incoming transfer students and parents and families is just remembering those memories of how special that time was. And um, my dad came and helped move me in. Um, he bought me at the time a 30 foot ethernet cable. Now we all have <laughs> Wi-Fi, but I still have this ethernet cable and just his support during that time. Um, and then also being so inspired by those who were leading orientation. Um, I was a resident assistant for three years in college. I absolutely um, adored my faculty advisor who I'm still in touch with. And so when it came time to thinking about, okay, what do you want to do? I was an English major and absolutely loved all of my courses. Um, and so how can I you know, really form that into a career and think about that. So I did a, a year of graduate school at Western Washington University, worked in their tutorial center, um, and then am most recently coming from Bellevue College, um, where I've worked for 15 years in academic advising there. Awesome. Um, talk to us a little bit about um, kind of your, like, why UW? How, how did you, you know, what... What was that? Um, I mean, I was, you know, I was part of, of the interview, so I know. But for our, our, our listening audience, like, what was that that motivation to to make the move from Bellevue College to the University of Washington and into um, this role? Thanks so much for asking. And I um, have been asked this, I think, a number of times over the past few months and during the interview process and really reflecting on, um, you know, now that I've lived in Washington for so long, when I moved here, I really didn't know much about the University of Washington. Um, but being on the UW campus, I am excited each day when I come to work and I see the fountain, I see Mount Rainier. There is something so very special about this place. Um, working in academic advising at Bellevue College, um, the majority of our students are transfer students, so about 54% of students um, at Bellevue transferred, and then the majority of them transferred to the University of Washington. And so being on that side for so long and working with the advisors here at UW and working with students to plan for that transfer, um, I had always been sort of intrigued about, okay, what does it look like here at the University of Washington? And then I will share too, um, this is the first time that I've worked at a D1 institution um, so I'm excited to wear purple. I went to my first Husky football game a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think there, again, this energy about this place, about the innovation, the people who I'll get to work with. Again, Carlos, I'm so sad that you're leaving. Um, but again, um, just everyone has been so welcoming here. So it's just such a wonderful place. Um, and all of the collaboration, the innovation. And then I think the scale too, I think here at this time in my career with this challenge of, okay, how do we individualize the new student experience? How do we make sure that each student is connected with someone, with resources, with a space, with um, this individualized journey um, that really speaks to them and their identity and their sense of belonging? 
but then we're doing this on such a massive scale, which is really exciting and this really um, amazing opportunity. And then I'll also add to, I didn't share this before in talking about my educational journey, but I'm also a current doctoral student um, at Oregon State University. I do have my tickets for that football game, so OSU versus UW on November 4th. I'm not quite sure what I'll wear yet, but um, have really enjoyed um, my doctoral program through Oregon State, and it's in adult and higher education, so working on a PhD in that, and just finished my coursework couple of weeks ago, um, actually no, I guess it was about a month ago, right before I jumped in to work here, finished up classes, and now beginning to focus on my dissertation, and really again that interest in working with transfer students, and how community colleges and universities can work together, um, and really the benefits for students of um, transfer in whatever way um, works for them. So that's a, a interest of mine and, and ways um, that I can support students um, and then families of, of transfer students as well. well. We're definitely lucky to have you for sure. I just wanted to add that if parents were kind of um, taking a list, I think Emily has gone to every school, it seems like, on the Pacific Northwest. So if there are questions <laughs> about all of those experiences and just the depth and breadth of knowledge for those particular experiences, not just for first year, but transfers, but then extending out to families. I think you all might understand why she is um, joining us here at the University of Washington. So I'm so happy to have you here, Emily. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you for that reflection too, because again, why you doubt? Well, I think that was sort of the last institutional type too. Um, so yes, happy to answer questions, happy to support, um, and again, just really happy to be here. And so actually, I'm excited to learn from all of you. Again, as I said, this is my first podcast. So if it's okay, I have some questions for you. Definitely. In reflecting. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. Okay. <laughs> and whoever wants wants to answer, but I think first and foremost, um, as I'm looking through the episodes and listening to them, what has been your favorite episode to do? Uh-oh, it's like picking a favorite child. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to cheat just, like, just a little. Um, Go for season, it. Season one is this conversation with our career and internship center with CJ Sanchez. I remember, I think we were having a really nice conversation about how we help support our students as they explore careers like for internships, even from the first year standpoint, but I um, felt a, a really lovely spark of energy when he started talking about um, the UW career closet, which um, was actually something that kind of came organically from this, from their team about how to, and this is of course pre-pandemics when you go to these really wonderful corporate spaces or academic spaces to interview um, and making sure that they have um, business and clothing attire that will make them feel as strong and successful and, and confident as they walk in. And everyone at UW uh, was asked to donate a piece of gently used business-friendly attire and um, they were moved by the amount of support um, 
and then CJ was very moved about the amount of reaction and um, engagement that they had with students and how um, he would help them kind of transform. And I just really loved that conversation and it helped kind of say, ah, oh, this is why we're having, <laughs> this is why we want to have the podcast because yes, we talk about steps, guides, protocols, process, all of that stuff. But um, that was the most wonderful tactile thing I think I can kind of imagine. And hopefully families uh, got a chance to listen to that episode. Yeah, that was that one was really, really good too. I think they even talked about how like they ran out of space that they got so many donations. So that was kind of a really cool thing. I feel like I, I learned a lot about all the episodes, right? Like I think I walked away with new knowledge that we could share with first-year students, with first-year families. Um, I'm also going to go back to the first season when we interviewed um, Chef Tracy, <gasps> who yes. is the executive chef of UW Dining Services. Um, and, you know, we were, we've, I feel like, we, you know, we've talked about this. If anybody's familiar with the, the Netflix series called Chef's Table, where they really go in-depth about a chef's perspective and approach to their their craft. And I felt like it was that we were on that sort of like show, right? Like we were able to get some really great information about like, you know, Chef Tracy's background and, um, you know, her approach to to food and, you know, trying to make a, a welcoming environment through food here at the University of Washington. And then even just the approach to like, you know, the intentionality that goes behind building dining centers and, you know, um, reducing waste and trying to be as inclusive as possible in terms of different cuisines and different dietary restrictions and all that kind of stuff. It, it was just a really fulfilling episode that I feel like, you know, it made me feel really good about, you know, being associated with the University of Washington in terms of the way that we approach dining. So that was just, that was always really fun. I agree. You know, I also really like, what's up? No, did you remember how she used the kitchen as her educational space it was her classroom she also like talked about how she's she looks at all of the student workers at at housing at dining as potential chefs (laughs) you know so even at the chef level it feels like there's always this moment of learning and educating and I just I don't know I felt like we were we hit some really good strides there so Sorry that's to true. interrupt. I just remember that no, aspect yeah. of it. It was so and, that's such a good episode. It's like an onion. It's like good, good. It's true. <laughs> it's true. But then also, right, like Chloe, you were able to to do some really good um, interviews with some student leaders. So I feel like those are also um, like a highlight in my mind in terms of episodes because you know we we normally focus on on staff um, on professional staff, but you know Chloe was able to to bring in the student perspective, which I think is really important. I will say those are my my favorite ones. Um, more specifically, the first one, just because it was like the first ever video one, but also everybody whom we were discussing and chatting with, we were all OLs together, as orientation leaders together, but then we all moved into different positions within the first year program's office, and like we were still able to still like interact and be together, and we're all still friends now, and we all still talk, and I think that will forever be my biased episode and my favorite episode (laughs) just because of that. 
I have to say, in the month that I have worked in this office, I it's been such a pleasure getting to know all of the students and learning from all of you. And then in terms of these podcast episodes too, because I'm just absorbing all of this information, pretending kind of like I'm a transfer student in a way too. Um, but I love how you really highlight these individuals and, and groups on campus um, and have them really open up and talk about passions. Um, Chloe, I wanted to go back to you as well. What do you feel like as a student that you're going to take away from this experience? So many things all at once. I've been working within the first year programs office for about like three years now. I started as an orientation leader. I've worked my way into a student coordinator position within the advising and orientation program. Um, I'm about to be a FIG leader um, this upcoming autumn quarter. I'm also about to be a student assistant um, as well then too. I feel like it, the most that I've taken away from this experience is knowing that there are always people around who like want to help you or aren't available to help you because I've always struggled to be like, oh, I need help, but like I'm just going to sit here and struggle for a little bit and seem lost before I get the courage to ask for help. Um, as well as just like all of the different things that like have helped build kind of what I want to do and like kind of like experiencing more. Oh, like I'm more interested in this within like cinema and media. So like I'm kind of like now veering like this is the direction I want to go, kind of like live production and like um, just editing in general instead of more like oh front facing camera working it's more like oh like I kind of like just the live portion of it and getting to interact with these people and I think that's one of the biggest biggest takeaways that I'm taking from this. For all of you and interacting together like what have you learned in general about this process I think um, you know I've sat in on one behind the scenes and now I'm here on the podcast today and and what Chloe is talking about about you know, getting to sit here and talk. Um, yeah, what have you learned about that interaction and um, the podcast conversations and the logistics? Hmm. I mean, <clears throat> I feel like like there are so many, you know, as much as the university is so large and in some ways, you know, sometimes like not very well connected is that it's the people who are, in these offices and in these positions that really do the work to get to know each other, to communicate with each other, and to to really make kind of the gears of the university work. So I feel like, you know, through all of this, it's been really, it's been really, um, like, uh, it's been a really positive experience to, to, to get to know the individuals that are behind, you know, the financial aid office or, you know, the people who are really making sure that students are taken care of in housing and food services. So um, that for me, that that's really what I've, I've taken away is, is just those connections, those relationships and how important it is in order to support such a, you know, a large group of, of first year students. I agree. I also hope that our families can hear how much they care about not just what they do and just really like that word facilitate that word that term how to make this easy um our student fiscal services team when you talk about it and you're like what is that like they help with a lot of financial transactions between three different universities but what you don't hear is how funny they are how super like hardcore nerdy and also super fans they are the 
how they make their office space so fun and accommodating and and all of that includes the aspect of we need to make sure that students feel supported so we're going to make sure that they they get a message from us that's nice sweet friendly especially when it comes to finances like that part is kind of hard to <laughs> convey in an email <laughs> or on a website um, but you can hear how much they care. And I think I, I will say during the pandemic, uh, we're season, like the height of the pandemic was season one. And I selfishly used all of these episodes to stay connected to a job that I literally just got. I mean, I joined UW at 2018. <laughs> so um, making sure that our families were disconnected, like didn't feel disconnected to campus. It's also a, 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 my secret way of staying connected to Carlos, staying connected to like to all of these wonderful people that they collectively are here to support students. And I think we use that term quite a bit, but we wanted to make sure that they you heard and, and have that term feel more activated when you hear their own voice about why they're there. You know, like why we're here, and it's always like, how do we help? How do we support? How do we make things easy? And how do we like get them through so that they can be at Husky Stadium and we can, you know, make noise and, and enjoy their their accomplishments, even from a finance perspective. <laughs> and I, I thought that was very heartening, and I think it was just nice for them to raise their hand to do this. This is not something that they're asked to do. This was different and extra, and so I I am so grateful for all of the guests that we've had because they've said yes, and uh, yeah, I think it helps, and I I'm also really glad that Chloe was a part of it because at some point you're like you can talk to each other staff to staff right like we're doing this now, but then when you when they find out that Chloe is involved, they they I I just feel like they're there's just like another energy boost. They're like oh. She's running the show. That's what happens when Husky Huddle podcast is Chloe Giselle Laney is actually running the show. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just a little puppets. <laughs> so that's keeping us learning. on track. Yep. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that I run this show. I feel like I'm just I I'm just here. <laughs> I I enjoy being here. I enjoy listening. I enjoy like learning more about the campus and coming from that student perspective, like it also helps to like humanize the campus in a way like you think everything's so big because everybody's directing to you to like this website this website this resource like but it's also remembering like as a student these are run by like actual real people who do care about you so it's like good for me to like remember like these people care about you I'm here I'm supported in every like aspect of my college experience and it's really nice to know and really nice to have re-solidified and working through this podcast together. And the fact that you're able to like gain work experience in a field that you are eventually going to go into. So I think even just hearing your reflection about like, oh yeah, this is really like giving me a good like focus on, on what could come next for you. So that's, that's pretty awesome. I love that tie in with, yeah, student employment and how cool it is to learn that skill while you're working with professionals, while you're, it's just this holistic experience. Um, 
I also love to hear you talking about the genesis of the podcast and because of the pandemic and how this happened. And I think this is something, you know, coming from another institution where we were also working through these different phases. How do you see um, the effects of, of the pandemic and almost kind of the opportunities? What, what do we hope to continue? Um, because we know that, you know, we're still in an ongoing um, you know, situation, but, but how do we, some of those takeaways and how do we continue those? I feel like there's, um, Carlos has been in the space for a, a very long time and, and he had the, the opportunity to be in person. Um, and Carlos and I had worked on this really for two years. He just reminded me of this the other day. I was like, has it just been two years? I thought we'd been married for four, you know, like it, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was but in, a, in a good way. And I, I, I think it's interesting to see what, what stays, um, what goes, uh, I think you're going to be a really great part of that. Um, your experiences on how you see this, like obviously there's data, there's metrics, but, um, you know, it's always a nice thing to add another fresh set of perspective, especially yours um, and, and Chloe's to say, is this still working? Is this, does this still have legs? I, I have my own biases about it. I think it does in a, in a way where if we're talking about learning outcomes, because we're in an academic institution, how do we reach the broadest of our families and our audience? How do we make that accessible? How do we make it equitable so that they can hear and learn more about what is here for supporting their students? And I feel like this is a good way for, you know, our folks that like, our families that like to listen. As, uh, and uh, how, like, that's how, that's how they best ingest their information. I think that's, that's one thing that I see. Um, the growth and the gratefulness to be able to say, oh, I can listen to this rather than hear it, rather than email, rather than my favorite showing up on campus. You're welcome to come on campus, but there's just a nice intimate way to say, oh, it's, um, uh, it's Hua from Student Social Services. I heard you, Chef Tracy, uh, or I met you, Matt Newman, or uh, like it's just a nice I think connection for both of us like for staff for faculty for for families who are like we know you or we or we want to get to know you better I think there's there's something about that and planting that seed uh, we are a compassionate <laughs> lovely university and I think sometimes we're trying to debunk that we're UW fancy fancy school in Seattle D1 I mean, yes, we are all of that, but we are also nice. <laughs> <laughs> we are proud of that, but we are also very nice and approachable people. That was really, you know, what we wanted to highlight, you know, coming out of, you know, the in-person parent orientations that we would host, um, you know, because we would have those interactions, you know, in person and, and parents and families would be able to, to kind of see the relationships and the connections, you know, of you know, someone who might work in the counseling center, having a connection with, you know, someone who, who works with, um, you know, housing and food services, right? Because that's a very important type of connection. And so when we moved away from in-person programming in the pandemic, 
right? I think being able to to then focus on like how do we highlight these relationships? How do we right to continue to to just demystify this this university and 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 try to uh, you know explain the the complexities of 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 all of our processes. Um, and I feel like this has been a really great thing that has added to to it. I feel like Jada, you do such a good job in family orientation of talking about like. You know, we have newsletters that you can read. We have podcasts that you can listen to. You know, we have this family orientation that you can attend live. And so, you know, regardless of what your learning um, style is, regardless of how you best take in information, we have something for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. Yeah. We're just copying what the faculty does. So, we're <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we're, we're doing it in a way where, if you're if you're hearing from folks that are advising or instructing or teaching uh, young people and you see the depth and breadth of how they deliver that information for comprehension for those aha moments, why not do that for families too? And I feel like this is when we had our own aha moment of saying, okay, well, I'm not going to beat the Spotify top 10 podcast, but that's not our goal. That would be fun, but that's not our goal. Our goal is really, it's that thing that you and I, Carlos and I, Chloe and I talk about. Like, are they hearing this? Are they learning about it? Do they feel like if their student comes with blank, blank issues, not only are they hearing it from staff like me and Carlos, not only are they hearing that from their fellow student, they're also hearing that from their families. There's people there. You have to ask they care about you they're really nice like this is just one more kind of you know part part of the communications arsenal (laughs) we're trying to give our families um so there's that and you know as we continue to have these episodes it's also really nice to hear from our staff like chloe emails our our guests an episode the episode that she has lovingly edited and made us all funnier and prettier and nicer. <laughs> but no, I'm just, but they're so grateful or they're excited or, um, and it kind of helps build that uh, more reasons why, like why they're doing what they're doing. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great and sharing it. So it's a nice thing to be able to do. In her little pandemic world. <laughs> oh my goodness, I keep thinking just the three of you and everyone else here on campus has been so welcoming this past month or so. I can't believe it's already been a month. I'm curious, selfishly, in this space, do you have any advice for me? Whether it be with the podcast or in this role or just, um, yeah, becoming and, and integrating into the UW community? That's a big question, I think, or three questions in one. I mean, I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like it, it's kind of almost repetitive in terms of what we just talked about is like, my advice to you is really to get to know the individuals, right? Like, because that is how this university works, right? It is those relationships that we have so that, you know, if we get an email from a first year student who you know, has this roadblock because of um, some sort of issue on campus, you know, the fact that you have maybe interviewed one of the staff members in that office, 
you know, that relationship has been sent, has been set and you're able to then, you know, send them a quick message to get an answer um, in a way that is, I think, just different from, you know, being able to like look it up online or whatever. So I feel like it's the relationships that are like the most important. Um, and, and I feel like, you know, you know, and Chloe mentioned this, you know, that there are so many people on campus who are very caring. And I feel like, you know, uh, we work in you know, the first year programs office is filled with professional staff that are just like completely caring and talented and, you know, being able to, to just lean on them too, because we have such a great like office that spans function, functional areas, right? From logistics to curriculum, to programming, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and so I feel like that that makes us such a such a strong such a strong office to like fall back on and to, to rely on. So I feel like it's it's the relationships across the board. Mm-hmm. I'd like to add um, those relationships uh, serve all of us really well. Um, I mean, I I don't know. I it's so much easier to cheer folks on about their work when you're feeling like there's a pandemic, there's so many things, all of this stuff, but uh, these these moments where we get to have these types of conversations and hear all, like actively listen to all of the stuff that they're talking about and then giving them back some like very cool cheer squad energy. I was like, that's so great. Like, I can't believe you guys did. I just, because they've been doing their work so well and doing so much that sometimes it's nice to be able to cheer them on um, and connect everyone. You know, it's like, what about, like, it seems like you guys are doing a lot of great stuff for transfer students. Can you talk about that? And then just seeing them kind of uh, wake up and kind of be very excited, I think will also really help somebody that is just starting <laughs> this role. Like, you can see, like, you can take some of these little moments and say oh my gosh we can tie this on together and and share it in this fashion I think that's also a really nice thing to do especially for something that is often called decentralized often called institution uh huge (laughs) uh some this being able to find ways to share um share the love <laughs> is uh is a really great thing to be able to do um i think chloe is also really uh instrumental and in, they're not gonna listen to like director parent and family programs everybody likes it you just make it it's easy and, like peer-to-peer having our students our orientation leaders our fake leaders our our student assistants like See how this is happening and saying, oh my gosh, they are like that. I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, that's much more influential than I think I ever imagined. Um, so I'm really glad about that particular reflection. So, yeah. I think coming from the student perspective of it all, um, I would have to say it's very similar to what we would say as orientation leaders where you do get that W of transitioning. Like everything's gonna feel very fast and then you're gonna fall uh, fall into like this pattern that you get to know of. Like it's gonna feel fast in the moment, especially right now with dog days and everything. But like once you get through that and get into the hang of it, like it will feel natural. 
it was easy. It's like that one big hump and then like a nice, like I know what I'm doing here. There might be some more like highs and lows, but like it's going to like average out to like, oh, I'm like coasting. That's awesome. Can I quote you on this? And like, I feel like I'm going to like next week. Okay, Chloe, can you just repeat to me what you said in the podcast? Because I think that's, no, that feels very, very true because I think, you know, as we talk about events that are coming up and all of the, you know, exciting opportunities and yeah, it's, it's a lot, it's exciting. Um, and then I also am just really looking forward to these continued moments, talking with all of you, talking with campus partners, really learning about, um, just the amazing people who, who work here and, and support, um, UW students. So, oh my goodness. Thank you, Chloe. That's, that's great. Like I, we need a bumper sticker. Like, what'd you say? You know, the highs <laughs> and then, okay, it'll be okay. Did we want to talk about some of the, the exciting events that are upcoming? Oh yeah, I think so. I mean, we have to start with dog days, Carlos, right? Absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, I feel like, you know, for parents and families, as you are, getting ready to send your, your students off to UW. Um, you know, we have talked about this in family orientation and hopefully you've received some um, email communications or at least your student has um, about dog days, um, which is our huge uh, week of welcome um, where we, I think at this point we are already above 300 events um, that are <laughs> oh, I would say, yeah, at least 400, 400. Yeah, I oh, think it's higher than that. Yeah, I was looking at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things that I love the most about dog days is really the, the, the different types of events that we have, right? Um, you know, if your student is all about meeting people and going to the pep rallies and the concerts, we have that. But, you know, for those students who might be a little bit more focused on, you know, I'm going to, you know, get ready for studying at the college level or, you know, I just want to attend like a workshop where I can meet a small group of students. We have those small events as well. Um, at Dog Days, we have uh, what we call kind of meet up and go. Um, and so that's where, you know, we recognize that a lot of students come to University of Washington and maybe they don't have a lot of connections just yet. Um, and so these meet up and go events happen before many of the larger events so that students can go by themselves, get uh, connected to, you know, one of our dog days leaders, um, and then meet a smaller group of students to then go to an event with, right? And so I feel like those are some of those uh, really important things that are happening at dog days. Um, you know, we have a student organization fair and there are vendors throughout campus that are giving away free things, free food, free, you know, free um, giveaways and all that kind of stuff. And so um, it's definitely a, a high energy time on campus that I think, um, you know, last year when we came back from, you know, remote uh, instruction and we had pr pretty much no students on campus, um, I mean, there were students on campus, but, you know, much less than normal. Last year, coming back for dog days, that was such a great feeling and such a great, like, energy that you can feel. So that's one thing, you know, dog days is going to be one of, uh, going to be my last event um, at the UW. And so I'm so excited to be able to experience that one more time. Yes, I, I will say dog days is this really great, like, if we have different learning outcomes for how our families and our students like learn, like I like reading, I like writing, 
I like listening. Dog days is like, how do you like to party and make friends? Small? <laughs> Away from campus? I just want to talk about academics. I'm already preparing for med school, like my career. Like there's something for everyone on the Myers-Briggs. Like <laughs> if you are super into joining things, yes, my goodness. I'm like everything, right? If you're super into like, I just want to meet just the folks that really, really like this one super particular, <laughs> wonderful niche thing, they, that is also there. And I, I think it's wonderful. Um, and it's the most energizing start to the academic year. I also want to make sure that Carlos and like Chloe, like they do such a great job of doing this. And it's not just for first year students, like they're second year students, our first gen folks, if you're an international student, and and the transfer student, like you, you know, there is no one thing for the first year, right? It's just all of these things combined and all the intersections of how we experience this welcome week. So it's a really nice way to kind of meet a lot of different types of people. So I, I love it. And this year, we've even figured out how to make sure, like some of our families like to stay a little longer uh, after they move folks in. So we even pick a few things that are kind of really great to to do with or without their husky. So, <laughs> and we also kind of took in mind, like some folks want to do football, there's a football game. Some folks want to go and explore Seattle, they'll do that. Um, and uh, where some folks want to see and learn about the history of UW and Husky history, but like they could do that on campus. And then of course, Carlos, our favorite, beginning of the year, convocation, oh my gosh. Yeah, new student convocation and Husky kickoff um, <clears throat> is uh, those two events are, are some of our, our largest events that we host during dog days. Um, and so we're being really intentional this year about like one of those meet up and go type situations where we're inviting all of our first year students to come and meet with either their fig leader or their orientation leader and then walk together in small groups over to the new student convocation ceremony. Um, and so parents and families are invited to attend as well. Um, the, these events are really meant for first year students to really celebrate the people who helped to get them there. And so if at any point you're able to make, uh, make the trip to Seattle and attend new student convocation, I believe it will also be telecast. Yes. So if you're not in Seattle, you'll be able to watch okay. it. Um, and we'll include all these links. We normally include a link uh, or a, a document with as always um, resource with guide. Links. <laughs> exactly. So we'll include all these links to the dog days schedule, to the parent and family schedule for dog days, as well as to new student convocation. Um, and then after convocation, students and families will then be invited over to Husky Stadium, uh -oh. where we will have a whole bunch of activities. Students are able to win some prizes. And then we make the famous W formation with first year students and take that class photo. Um, and so I feel like there's definitely a lot of, of really great planning that goes into that. Um, and Emily, I know that you've been able to kind of uh, be part of I the planning say, conversation. It's, it's been fascinating. I think it was my 
second week where we went over to the stadium together and I said, oh my goodness, this is part of my, my job now to be a part of this Husky kickoff and convocation celebration. Um, and as we lead up to it, I think, you know, of all of the events, um, really looking toward that Sunday, the, the 25th and, and that combination of students getting to meet up with um, other students beforehand and then going in together, but then also parents and families are able to be there. And I think for me too, in thinking about that college experience, it is kind of these, you know, rites of passage or this, you know, it's the academic convocation ceremony where, you know, the president will be there and the deans and it's this, you know, welcome to academic life at the University of Washington. And then also coupled with the student life too. And so again, I'm really excited for, for the W. I have in my office the photo from past years and now that um, we can all be together a little bit more um, excited for that opportunity too. So thank you, Carlos, for letting me shadow you so much in that planning. It's been a lot of fun. I think, Chloe, you mentioned that that like Husky kickoff is like your one of your favorite events as well. I would I would say so. Um, it's kind of hectic because like you do see a bunch of other first year and incoming students, but it's also a time where you get to interact with other people and then you get to interact if you're taking a fig, if your student's taking a fig, you get to interact with that fig leader, a peer educator who will, I will be one of them, um, as well as like the other people in your class before the first day of classes. So it's like a, a nice way for that icebreaker right before like going into classes and going into all of these courses where like it will feel hectic within the first week, but having like that pre-meeting is a nice way to just break the ice and acclimate to, to what's going on. Absolutely. And, you know, Husky kickoff and convocation are really that official start of the year. But then there's a whole bunch of events that happen throughout the year as well. And oh, I know, dear. Jenna, you're also getting ready for family weekend, which is coming up in October. We're just letting sure, like making sure families know that there's just continued waves of, <laughs> of family engagement and, and events. Last year, we actually you know, obviously during the pandemic, we had to pause uh, what, what was lovingly called Parent and Family Weekend um, is now called UW Family Weekend because we have a lot of grandparents, aunts, uncles, siblings that come along. Uh, last year uh, last year was actually our first, like, let's do it. Um, and we had 1,700 families come. <laughs> we had a cap of 1,500. Guess who let the other 200 folks in because I'm a softie. Um, this year, uh, due to pent-up fund demand, <laughs> we have over 4,500 families coming. 3,000 are coming for the weekend. 1,500 are just coming for the tailgate. Hello, in the in the homecoming game. Um, so clearly, uh, this is something that everyone loves to kind of come to. We we do it a little bit earlier. We used to do this in the spring. We now do it in the fall. Family weekend is. We also have figured out that this is something about you spending time with your Huskies. So if there's any, you know, it's it's a little bit after the start of the start of start of autumn quarter, after the frenetic fun energy of the campus move-in and convocation, when those back to school checklists, the what to bring and not to bring, and all of the things that come along with that kind of burst of energy and like preparation you have this little bit of moment of calm 
we asked them, we asked you to come to family weekend just a little bit, right when they're about to miss you. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have this weekend and it's been really, really great. It's got, Emily said that this is a division one school. I don't know if folks all know what that means. That means that we play in like the Pac-12 big leagues and all of those things that come along with the rah-rah. And we have this really great homecoming game. And it's really about figuring out what you want to do. So what we didn't want to do during family weekend is like, let's shift 4,000 people from one room to another. It's really about them re-exploring campus through the eyes of their new student, through the eyes of their second year student, through the eyes of the juniors and the seniors who are about to say goodbye to this place because they're like starting to think about what's going on. And it's it's been a really fun thing to also engage folks into, hey, what's fun for Huskies to do during the weekend? Football, do you wanna, you can learn archery, you can do some <laughs> climbing. You can also just do some shopping. That's always fun for folks. 20% off discount for the entire weekend for everybody. But and and say hello and meet some really great folks like the campus, like President Anamari Kause, who may or may not be walking around during move-in, but you'll at least know that she's gonna have her own party to welcome all of you. And there's this thing that we love to do that's kind of a growing tradition called W Day, which is like this fun. Friday carnival aspect of um, of campus where there's lots of booths, there's lots of free stuff. You got to line up to get the free stuff. Make your student line up for you to get those free things. Cupcakes, sweaters. Uh, so like it's just a nice way to activate campus <laughs> in the same vein and spirit of dog days. So hopefully that um that helps with, oh my gosh, there's like a ding dong. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> That's family weekend. All the dogs can come. <laughs> and, you know, obviously family weekend isn't the only thing that we're going to do. We're going to make sure they stay connected with our parent insider. Every month I say hello to you, check in with you, check in with your students. Um, we also have uh some really great campus events like ours, our, our, our annual address from our president and Anamari Kase, you'll be invited to that. If you like basketball, we'll have family weekend uh, during the winter in Seattle. Come check out the men and women's basketball. And if those things don't fit your schedule, every month I'll have some really great ideas of when to visit, some great events um, that you and your Husky can do whenever it fits your family schedule. So it's always a nice thing to to have. So yeah, staying connected. We're not dropping you after orientation session. We're gonna keep hearing from us. (laughs) So that's, and making sure you feel welcomed and uh, checking in on your husky, yeah. I think this is my time to ask, like, we're probably wrapping up. I'm getting a little emotional because I feel like I have to say goodbye to my partner in crime and also my other partner in crime as we end this evening. Emily, I hope you don't mind if I can take the mic this way (laughs) and say, um, uh, I wanted to talk about how this has been very meaningful for me to be able to work with Carlos and Chloe 
uh, during season two, I'm often doing just all these like hijinks jokes and cackles and stuff like that. And maybe it doesn't feel like it's very serious, but I did want to talk about how this has been really impactful uh, to me. And I'm so grateful uh, to to have worked with you. And I, I, I don't think that we will stop working with each other because I just feel like it's not something that um, it's more like a toodaloo rather than a goodbye. Oh, my God. Um, so I just wanted to ask um, what are, if there's any, um, future plans. And my favorite, because we always end with an advice section, advice for me, advice for Emily. Um, I don't know if it's like less cackles, whatever, you guys, it's, it's your, <laughs> you're on the mic. <laughs> Um, it doesn't have to be four things because we always ask like, what are the four things? <laughs> like, you can just <laughs> tell us what you're going to do next. Um, tell your fans <laughs> what you guys are doing next. Oh my gosh. This is the pause because it's very emotional. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, future plans after this. I mean, I alluded to a lot of it earlier on that I will be continuing working with the first year programs, not necessarily within the same capacity as I've had these prior summers, um, but I will be uh, a peer educator next quarter working with the, the FIG leaders. Um, I will also be a student assistant um, working within the, the first year programs office as well as the uh, commuter and transfer commons within the hub, so I'll be um, within those central areas and like uh, around there as far as academics go I am graduating within the spring oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> um, I am basically wrapped up with all of my my major work I only have three classes left to take and then after that it's like what I've been told is just take credits to fill the 180. Um, so I will be taking miscellaneous classes or classes and courses that I've been wanting to take but was like, I need to prioritize my major. So um, just really manifesting and hoping that Drama 171, the Broadway musicals class, gets offered in winter. I've been wanting to take that since I was a freshman, but then I had other winter like things that needed to be prioritized in order of like, okay, my major needs me to do this so I can be on the track that I have in my head because everybody's like career um planning is different so um yeah i i don't have any anything lined up past graduation right now but um that is just for the next couple of quarters i will say is the plan for that well i'm hopeful that you'll get into the broadway musicals class i love broadway musicals i'm surprised <laughs> we haven't connected about this yet so i will look forward to talking more you know, uh, Chloe was part of that group of orientation leaders who were hired in um, before the pandemic and then right made that transition to um, online um, family orientation and was there through all of the different things that we just talked about. And so, like, Chloe, it will be so, so you will be missed so much. Um and thank you for, for all of your work and your ideas and, and everything like that. I feel like 
um, you have definitely uh, increased the quality of, of the programming that, that we've been able to offer through this, through this time. So thank you. Thank you, Chloe. I'm going to be going to whatever production big mogul thing that you're going to do and will always be the weird auntie cheerleader for you. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it will ever be like a, a big mogul production. <laughs> I don't know. That's scary. But also I'm, I'm more of in my head thinking nonprofits and more of like a connecting on like a one-on-one -on -one level in documentary those have always been more my my jazz or my jive and jazz of it all instead of like fic like fictional work and like all of that it's not really like the same amount of passion in those compared to like the real and interacting with people all right carlos this is your chance i don't know oh my god yeah well i'm I had mentioned that you know dog days is kind of my is my last event. My my final day at the university is going to be September thirtieth, um, so that's that first week of of classes. Um, and so you know my my husband is is uh, is in the is an officer in the navy. So um, we were stationed out in in San Diego. So we actually closed on a house in Chula Vista, and um, and so we'll be living in. Um, kind of the south south bay area of of san diego um and i'm currently job searching so looking at a lot of learning and development type positions um both in higher ed and maybe even outside higher ed pretty open to that so so yeah hopefully by the time this episode is is released right there might be uh some some other news but uh but yeah so that's that's really my my plan right now and um, you know, it's been it's been really great being able to to work with with this team in particular, right? Like I, I work on several different teams, but this one is definitely special in terms of you know Jana being able to partner with you um, all these years and and kind of um, weathering that really un, unexpected and and un you know like there, there, we just didn't really know what what was going going to happen as as we went through the pandemic, and so it's been really great to have have this this group to to rely on and to to laugh with um it has oh my gosh well i think that's it folks um uh the love fest episode of husky had love podcast <laughs> um and uh thank you so much for listening to us thank you so much to everybody here uh um it's obviously been extremely impactful to everyone to be a part of this and we hope that you have um seen you feel the same and tune in for season three <laughs> the emily team yeah oh my goodness the pressure <laughs> you all are in good hands for yes. sure yes, yes. all right folks all right. well best of luck in your first year welcome to husky family The Husky Huddle Up podcast is a collaboration between the University of Washington first year programs and parent and family programs to provide parents and families equitable access to information in support of their student success. The Husky Huddle Up is produced by me, Chloe Giselle, a senior in the UW Cinema and Media Studies program.